You're listening to The People's Wrestling Podcast with your host, Ali Bunker. Hello and welcome to another episode of The People's Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, sometimes, usually, everyone I could be bothered, eh? Uh, Ali Bunker, and I'm joined this week by Aiden Bunker. Aiden, how are you? I'm all right. Oh, I'm glad to hear that one back. <laughs> I haven't, yeah, it's been a while. Right. I don't get to say it when I host. No? Well, you could just start with that. No one asks me how I am. <laughs> how do you think I feel? No one ever asks me how I feel. It's not true. Okay. Uh, we're also joined by Matt Bambi. Matt, how are you? A cold. You've got a cold. <sighs> but it's not the coronavirus. So. How do you know? It's maybe Matt's last episode. <laughs> maybe. Um... If you could hold out for like another week, like half a week, then maybe you could self-isolate for WrestleMania. <laughs> I mean, that'd be great, considering I can't get it off. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But, um, so, uh, are you about to die, Matt, I think is what the question is on everybody's mind. Um, I don't believe so. I mean, I've been worse, let's put it that way. Well, can you imagine if in Matt's lifetime he had both coronavirus and swine flu? <laughs> Yeah, what are you doing, man? Who are you licking? <laughs> <laughs> or well, that would be telling. <laughs> gentleman doesn't tell. Pigs and beer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hopefully, hopefully you'll be fine. Like, it's, it's just feel like a normal cold. Just a normal cold, I think. Just a normal cold. Have you seen a doctor? No. But Good, I know what you're not supposed to. <laughs> I know what the difference between a cold and a. Uh... Lewis, so fair enough. Well, let's hope that Matt pulls through. Sounds like the, the first line of a joke. <laughs> that would be a terrible joke. What's the difference? What's the difference? Cold or flu? Uh, I, uh, answers on the postcard, please, because I don't know the answer to that joke. But anyway, uh, one thing we don't know a lot of the answers to is the WrestleMania card. Um, but what we did get is another rope. Are you right there, mm. <laughs> Punch the mic. When I mentioned WrestleMania, he just gets really riled up. Um, we don't know a lot about the WrestleMania card. We also we we had a we went over another speed bump, another roadblock towards the road to WrestleMania, and that was Elimination Chamber, which was this weekend. Um, Do you remember roadblock? Yeah, that one time event. Was and it two times? There was there was one roadblock. There was at least one. There was a fast lane, and then well. there was also roadblock end of the line. All right, <laughs> I remember the Dean Ambrose Triple H one. Yeah. I don't know what the other one was. That was Roadblock. Mm. Yeah. That was like a network special, wasn't it? I think so. Because it was supposed to be like a pay-per-view, and it? It, it was like a house show lighting and all that kind of thing. Mm. But like Evolution. The yeah, show, true. not the <laughs> But, um, yeah, Elimination Chamber. So, what did we make of the show? Aiden, I'll start with you. It felt like... Um, Exactly what we say about almost every WWE pay-per-view in the last two years. That it, very strong first half and then tailed off in the second half. Yeah. Seems to have, I, I know, like partially beat crowd, um, partially length of shows, which have gotten shorter this year, but it just seems to always happen. Yeah. I don't, I don't really understand why. Um, I don't want to be a bit flippant and say it seems to coincide with the fact that women are towards the end of the card these days, but... In this instance, I think it's probably you could attribute the fact that the booking of this match wasn't conducive to a great main event. 
It's a nice way of saying it was fucking awful. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't. See, awful. I don't think it was fucking awful. I think they it was really poorly booked, just in terms of how long you had Shayna Baszler just on standing around on her own, mm. not doing anything when the crowd are already kind of dead as it is. Yeah. That's the complete opposite way to try and get them up. Yeah. Well, let's get, let's... And even by the time it was uh, Shayna and Asuka having a stare and waiting for Asuka to get in the pod, it was just like, mm, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, let's talk about this match, Jim. We'll, we usually go in order, but we'll, we'll, we'll start with the main event because um, there was a few talking points from this. Um, Shayna Baszler essentially ran through the field. She's the first person ever to eliminate the entire field in the Elimination Chamber match. That's um, not correct. She didn't eliminate herself. Brilliant. Uh, you can't eliminate yourself from a diminished check match. I'm sure someone has. I doubt it. Um, so Otis effectively did. Well, he didn't get eliminated. Tucker did. So. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, she ran through the entire field. What does this... A lot of people will say, you know, what does this look like for the rest of the Raw Women's Division? Um, you know, if Shayna beats Becky, then what does that do for the division? Like, who, who else? Because she's already just beaten everybody. I mean, Charlotte would probably disagree. Um, I mean, does it weaken the division, do you think? I mean, you've got people like Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, uh, and Natty. And I guess you'd throw Asuka into there as well, who have just been annihilated, essentially, by one woman. Uh, and how do they then rebuild and make themselves viable challengers to the championship? Essentially, I mean, there was probably only one viable challenger to the World Women's Championship other than Shayna Baszler in this match, and that was Asuka. So the rest of them have happened. Uh, it's not like they were on a roll, and this has derailed them. Let's put it that way. I think the, the match itself <clears throat> was wrong. Why put it in an elimination chamber? Yeah. Why have that? Because they weren't strong enough. The right squad aren't strong enough to be in there. I'm not being horrible. Natty isn't strong enough to be in there. It should have been a one-on-one. Asuka versus China. Winner faces Becky. That's, that's all it needed to be. Yeah. yeah. It's like, again, we've said it how many times. It's They make a match because it's the fucking pay-per-view. Yeah, there was Because a- it says Elimination Chamber on the side, fuck it, we'll put it in an Elimination Chamber. Yeah, uh, essentially a Shayna versus Asuka singles match and if you wanted to go with the story at some point do a riot squad triple threat or something uh, there's no need for Natty to be in this match to be honest I'm not hating on Natty I think out of all of the, the you know the remaining people in the match she's the most accomplished by far um, and there's always an argument that she should be in the sort of title picture because of her heritage and you know just she's generally a really good wrestler but um, in terms of fan momentum and where they are in their careers I mean, Shayna versus Asuka was really the only answer to what they should have been on this card. Well, it was the match that you never got in NXT yeah. between the two most, the dominant, most dominant women's champions, champions right? let alone women's champions. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I mean, hopefully we'll get it soon. I mean, we had kind of had it at the end, and that was a bit of a whitewash. I mean, they did. I don't know if Asuka's injury is genuine. I think but, I think it is, but um, they did have that get out clause a little bit. Yeah, but it was it wasn't really explained, and I feel like I don't know. I agree with Matt in terms of it should have just they should have either just had a singles match or 
just announced Baszler as the the contender. Like it was of there was literally no other choice. Yeah. Um Becky'd already gone through Asuka. What annoyed me about it was the fans at Royal Rumble were dying for Shayna Baszler to win. She comes out of Elimination Chamber and they're booing her. Like, what do, what do you want? Yeah, well, I mean, I think WWE are okay with her being booed going in against yeah. against Becky. But I don't necessarily think it was booing her as much as it was booing the, the match in yeah. the way it was booked. Because there, there were people, there were reports anyway, of people walking out during the main event. Mm. Well, that, and it's not like it was I mean, late. You wouldn't do that though if you really wanted Shane to win, would you? It's, it's no. not like I guess if you. But you in terms kind of, of like, if if you know what's going to happen, if so. you because Shane is still obviously not a huge name with the main um, main audience, mm. and it, with the way the match was booked and presented, I don't. If if you're like kind of a casual about any of the women in that match, there wasn't anything there to make you want to stay. Yeah. In, for me and I think putting it in Elimination Chamber yeah I think it was it just did it for Elimination Chamber's sake like but let's be realistic the Riot Squad they, they've got their own story going on so none of them are going to win it but they're not going to have a match at Mania right? they're not going to have a triple threat match at Mania no I mean they're and, not the Shield no one wants that <laughs> yeah and I mean what what's when is their match going to come a triple threat on Raw we have to wait for the pay per view after the main year. Like, it could, it, it could have been it, Sunday. I'm kind of expecting it on Raw next week. Yeah, but <laughs> based on what we got this week on Raw, give them all a bit of uh, a bit of time and a bit of story to tell. So maybe stick it on the pay per view or yeah, the kickoff show for not, Elimination Chamber. Not a kickoff, I would say. I mean, put it on the pay per view. Give these women some time to actually showcase what they can do. Otherwise, they're never going to get over. I mean, Ruby Riot um, before her injury. Was pretty over. She was, you know, by far the most popular one of the right squad in terms of, you know, believability as a challenger. She she'd had she'd had a, a match with Ronda, a couple of matches with Ronda Rousey, which I think might have helped, maybe slightly halt her momentum. Um, and for some for whatever reason, and I still don't understand, Liv Morgan seems to have been so uh, wanted back by the WWE universe and fans online, and who seem to think that she's championship material I mean I don't see it if I'm honest and then there's Sarah Logan who probably out of the three of them is kind of the most left field option of someone who hasn't really been on TV a hell of a lot um, but she's trying to make the most of her opportunity now so give these women some time you've got Lynn Morgan trying to build a new character essentially you've got Sarah Logan trying to break out on her own and you've got Ruby Wright coming back from injury Give them a five-minute match. What's that going to do for I any of them? I honestly thought what they should have done with this match is have Shayna come in last. Yeah, that's what I thought. Definitely. They definitely should have done that. I, mean, I don't know if they would have done um, if Asuka wasn't injured. Maybe Asuka's injury is a bit more serious than we think. But then she wrestled, she wrestled all, the next so night. So can't be that I bad. don't know. I mean, yeah, they could have essentially made it. I don't know what, what it was in terms of length, but they could have essentially made it the shortest chamber match ever but just to have first five people come in all beating each other up Shayna comes in one after the other all gone down chamber match done in 15 minutes yeah I, I, think... I do so the thing is I do understand why they did this um, 
Because if you look at, uh, you know, I mean, if you're again, if you're not an NXT viewer, you haven't been, you don't really know a lot about Shayna Baszler. You probably know some because you know her name from, you know, things like Survivor Series and things like that. And you know that she could be a threat to Becky Lynch because she beat Becky and Bailey at Survivor Series. And she almost won the Royal Rumble. Um, and she's been on Raw and she's bitten Becky Lynch and she's beaten Kyrie Sane. And so she's generally just looked really dominant. Um, I understand why they'd use this match as a way to get her into the space where you think, right, she is the biggest threat to Becky's title reign in the last year uh, since Ronda Rousey. But I guess Ronda Rousey was champion. So, But um, I just didn't like... I just didn't like it. It's not because I didn't want Shayna to win. I think she was the only option to win. And it's not that I'm not a Shayna Baszler fan. Again, I think she's great. But... Asuka was seen as the most legitimate challenger to Becky Lynch about a month ago. And Becky took her, I should say Becky said on Raw, she took almost her whole, her whole career so far to beat Asuka. And Shane has just done it in like three minutes. Yeah, well, I think that builds a good story going into Mania. But what if Becky, so if say Becky loses to, to Shane then, uh, what's the story from that after, you know, aside from Becky trying to get her belt back, what's the story with Asuka? Is that Asuka's now out of the picture is it Asuka has to rebuild to try and beat Shayna I mean and and what do you do with the other women I don't think Asuka necessarily has has to have any relevance to the storyline anymore I think they can they can move on without her um, the story is if Shayna was to win it would be the, the rise of Shayna and how does Becky regroup and has Becky maybe become a bit too cocky or complacent because mm. yeah, up, I'd up like until to see then, her, like if she lost, then lose like a couple more matches. Do we not think we've seen that with Becky before though? And her winning the title was the end of that story. Yeah, but where did you where did you go? You can't. They can't be a. They can't be. I don't know. You can't like. Well, well, her build... If she wins, people will shit all over it. Because they'll go, oh, well, no one can be her. What's the point? Yeah. If Shayna wins, then she has to rebuild herself, doesn't she? Yeah, and the, the the story that we got of Becky picking up wins, getting momentum, and essentially led to the birth of the man at SummerSlam two years ago, it's different in that that was more of like an uprising. But she started... a momentum thing. But she was SmackDown Women's Champion. And then she dropped off hugely to build herself back up. Essentially, we've, we've told that story. Yeah, but she was women's champion, but she was never the top dog. Whereas now, and she was, and she didn't become too big for her boots then. If anything, mm. she was nowhere near big enough for her boots. Mm. Whereas the story that... Because up until the Elimination Chamber, she'd been coming out, laughing and joking around, stupid glasses, wearing a king's outfit last week or whatever. Yeah, to be honest, I've not been a fan of the last week. I haven't been a fan of that either. And this week, she was a lot more serious, but yeah. I was thinking that maybe the story that could play out would be that, that she's just got too arrogant mm. and whether, whether that learns to whether that leads to a heel turn or anything or say, whether that's not a babyface characteristic oh well, yeah um, or just she loses the title and it's a realisation that shit she got me because I, I overlooked her or whatever mm. um, now's but the then time do, but then do we just get Becky versus Shayna for the rest of our of our lives, well, which may be shorter due to. I don't know what the story with. Um... Do you know this? I've I've thought this for a long time and haven't said it. This, I think, makes 
we think there should just be one women's division. Uh, because with you, I absolutely agree. I just don't know how you'd execute it. Because I just think there's there's a lot of not very good women, and then there's a like a massive group of very good women. Mm. There's nothing in between where you'd go, oh, they could step up and be. Like, look at, I mean, look at Bailey's uh, SmackDown run. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit about it. I mean, you've got Carmella and Naomi as her challenges so far. Yeah. I mean, uh, Lacey Evans uh, beat Charlotte. Uh, Lacey Evans, yeah. Charlotte's on Raw. Yeah, but she beat Charlotte for the title. I know, but that was, that was what. And ago. look, they've had to go to NXT to get Rhea Ripley up. Yeah. To make that a WrestleMania match. I would agree. I think it's it's tough when you... I can see the pros and the cons of that. The pros being that, you know, you can build multiple high-profile stories with main event women. Um, the cons being that some of the lesser women, lesser known and perhaps less talented, without wanting to be too harsh, don't get the time. But they're not getting the time anyway. So yeah. something needs to change. I think it's it's been a problem with WWE for the last kind of four years or so and that they need to do better in giving time and trying to build more women who aren't Becky, Bailey, Sasha, Charlotte. Yeah, I mean... And they did a really good job with Alexa Bliss, yeah. but for the most part, it was when Alexa Bliss was working with Becky and then with Sasha and then with Bailey. Yeah. So you can't, you know, you can't necessarily, outside of maybe Ronda and Nia, who's yeah. still missing, you can't Perhaps really think long. of many great... Alexa Bliss feuds. And I think there's still the Alexa Charlotte feud that we've not really explored. We had a Survivor Series match. Yeah. But nothing else. So, I mean, I think there's there's legs in the Alexa Bliss angle. Uh, in the Alexa Bliss angle for, for a women's division. But um, I think she's she's the outlier from sort of the four horsewomen isn't she her them and alexa and then everybody else is, you've got a few carmella people float, that, floating think. around that upper mid card haven't you I mean, carmella lacey evans natty just Asuka, just sort of go with it there's one title yeah and there's one match at wrestlemania for that title you imagine that elimination chamber yeah i mean if you had the four horsewomen but and Shayna and Rhea Ripley. That being said, there's no way they could do what they did with Shayna with any of the four horsemen. But they wouldn't need to. Anyone who won that match would automatically be a legitimate either champion or contender, you know? Um, it's, I get it. I get why, they done, why they've done what they did with, with Shayna winning the Elimination Chamber in the way that she did. I just yeah, think... and I think the package going in, it looks good. Yeah, I just think that we know Shayna's is a a bit of a beast. Was there any need for her to run through the competition like that? I don't have a problem with her, with the way they did it, with based off who was in the match. Mm. I think riots. None of the riot squad were ever going to be a serious contender. Mm. Natalia <laughs> was purely there to lose and purely there to. Oh, she's an experienced head. Maybe she can lead some people through the match. Or a case of just let's give Natty a chamber match. As as by the way, as you could hear throughout the match, uh, Natty was leading others through the match. But um, she uh, she got a leg slash 
body to the face from Sarah Logan off the top, and then yeah, that would be referee painful. was like, "You okay?" She was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." And then she was tapping Ruby right on the leg, going "Tower, tower, tower," and then they went and did the tower suplex thing. And and then yeah, you've got you've got Asuka who clearly wasn't one hundred percent, but yeah, I, I I didn't have a problem with the way they did it in terms of the way that she won it. Mm. I just had a problem with the way they booked it. So it was really, oh, I've got an, really boring. Another feeling as well. You swap this and maybe the tag team one around. No one's really complaining. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, the tag team one would feel weird being the main event. Yeah. Um, I, the tag team one in itself was another one. Was why the fuck is this in the chamber? It's not necessarily as if Miz and Morrison had been running wild for months and months or dodging challenges left, right and centre. They just won the title like <laughs> four, like the day before this match was announced. <laughs> I know. Um, and again, this is an instance of them just booking the match for the pay-per-view. It's like they went, okay, one's not enough. We can't do one for either of the world titles because we have the title on men who are never going to be there. Yeah. Um, and we already know what the matches are for Mania, so what's the point? We've got a match for Braun. There's a US title going on, but there's only really two or three people around there. So fuck it, let's just do a tag team one. Yeah. And to be to be honest, uh, and we'll kind of move on from the main event then, I think we all can all agree we didn't enjoy it that much, but, you know, we got the right winner. With the tag team one, um, I thought this match was really good, eventually. I think it started, started fine, then just got really sloppy. There's a lots of little there was a like couple things. Of, yeah, there's a few mistakes and little botches. Yeah, but then uh, it really picked up. I think um, I didn't see the announcement that Lucha House Party were going to be in this match, by the way. So I was very surprised when they came out. Um, but they they really actually added something. And I mean, the the spot from Lince Dorado was pretty impressive. I mean, they were just there for that spot. I, yeah, I, I mean, they were. But <laughs> and it always bothers me when when else. In a multi-man environment, mm-hmm. do multiple people congregate together unless they're about to be dived on? I know, I know. You gotta take, you like, gotta take I, that out. Of it. I, I know that it's obviously there for safety and, and the spectacle and all that kind of stuff. But do, do you always necessarily have to have everyone involved? Like, could they not have had two or maybe three people or one person from each team yeah. battling? battling they're, they're in like a four in the ring. They're battling each other, and all of a sudden they look up and they see. Didn't say Dorado. I don't. What, did you have to have all eleven other people in the match standing there? Good maths. Um, yeah, I mean, it is a bit weird. I mean, they didn't. They didn't hit any heavy machinery. Yeah, but I don't know if that was a case of they were because they were just on the periphery that they didn't get hit and they thought oh, I would be stupid if I went down. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that they both like. I think it would have been weird if they both made that decision at the same time. Though. Maybe I don't know. I think maybe it was it was done because that always mostly. bothers me when there's a there's like thirty people outside yeah. and someone does a dive in the middle and the person who's ten yards away goes oh I've fallen over <laughs> yeah. and I'm down and especially someone the size of Tucker or Otis. Yeah, exactly. But um, you know, overall, I thought this match was actually really really good. I thought um, it told a good story. It had what multiple... did it what was the story it was trying to tell I think one of the stories the most obvious story was Otis and Dolph mm-hmm. and how Otis's obsession with getting revenge on Dolph essentially cost them the match mm-hmm. I think all that does is really is just get behind Otis even further which I think they've actually done a really good job of. yeah this is this is probably the 
uh, and the best example actually of them investing time in a sort of new newish superstar, yeah. giving them an angle which people are invested in. An organic kind of story that's easy to relate to. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I can't relate to it because I've never, never courted a woman who's so much more attractive than me. Sorry, Frankie. Uh, but, but I mean, I'm sure there's people who can relate. <laughs> um, you know, he's the average man, and she's not the average woman, and you know, the, the, everyone's rooting for them to get together, and then Dove comes along and be a dick, basically. Yeah, and bees a dick. Bees a dick. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think they've done a really good job of that, and then there's obviously a story of the news. The Nusos. The New Day and the Usos. <laughs> the Nuisances. <laughs> kind, kind of starting out the match as the two top teams. Yeah. Um, then going their kind of separate ways throughout the match and then coming back together to work together at some point and then back to fighting. Yeah. I thought that was quite cool. And uh, the Usos being the last two with Miz and Morrison, I think is the right decision because I assume that's where we'll go for Mania. Yeah. Um. And I also just like saying Miz and Morrison. Hey, hey, ho, ho. Hey, ho, ho. Um, I wouldn't surprise me if we saw a triple threat tag at Mania, maybe with the New Day as well. Um, yeah, I don't think they can leave New Day out, really, of but, Mania. On the kickoff, yeah. <laughs> I think um, one thing, and I hope we get to this story at some point, is Usos tying New Day for the amount of tag team championships. And then them having a big match a uh, big pay-per-view probably SummerSlam and it could be like last time ever yeah last time ever who is the best ever tag team of the decade or whatever or even there's a, there's a say they, they tie so they're both on seven reigns mm. and either I don't really know how, how you can do it but say Usos vacate the titles mm. and say and then challenge New Day like, look, whoever wins this is going to be the only eight-time champs. Mm. Let's make this a last-time ever thing. It would be a bit weird. It would be a bit stupid <laughs> because the only other way, the only other, other way would be to lose them to someone have, else. Lose them to someone else and then have a triple threat match. But I don't really want anyone else involved. Yeah. Um. In that, so um, I think they could definitely do something where it's like, and then make that a TLC. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. I, I, I mean, people would love that, but I just think. What's the what's the reason? Why would you do that? You just have a match. Why the fuck not? Two out of three falls, maybe. Could see something like that. Or like a tag team Iron Man match. Iron Men match. How about that? What's Mm. the point, though? Just because they've wrestled so many times, and it's like, if you can condense their entire rivalry now into one match, and essentially the winner who gets the most of that rivalry in that match is the best the team, you know? Yeah, or even give them like a best of five or seven series. Maybe. Yeah. Over the course of three or four months. Yeah. Um, well, it seems like it takes all. the WWE do that all the time at the minute. I mean, I feel like... Unofficially, I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking... That's my I biggest can't issue. I think of their name. Hum... Humberto Carrillo and Andrade. Uh, yeah, I feel like I've seen that match about a hundred times. I mean, it's never a bad match, to be honest. But, I mean, Alberto hasn't won a single one of <laughs> those matches. He did beat one of it. He did beat someone. I can't remember who it was the other week on Raw. I think it was. But, yeah, aside from that, he's lost almost in exactly the same way to everyone. Yeah, he just yeah. gets rolled up. He even lost to Gaza on a Super Showdown via roll-up. Yeah, he lost to Gaza on Raw and then on Super Showdown with the same finish. 
um, which is not a good look. Um, yeah, I'm, and I'm telling you, like I said, like a month or two ago, he keeps getting US title yeah, matches, despite the fact I can't remember the last time he won a match on his own. <laughs> AEW would never have it. Um, but yeah, it's a bit strange. But go back to the tag team one quickly. Um, did we think Miz and Morrison are the right winners of this match? Do they deserve to be tag team champions? Yeah, I don't think it would have made any real sense to take it off from here. No. They've only literally only been the champs for a week and a bit. Yeah, yeah they've only literally just won it. Um, and did you know they're the only... Ta- I don't know if it's only it applies to tag team champs. I guess it must do. But they're only... The, Their two tag team title reigns have come over a decade apart. Mm. Like, they didn't even ta- tag together for a single match in the whole 2010s. Did they not? But yet, they won tag team championships in the 2000s and the 2020s. Did they break? Did they split up before 2010 then? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Nice stat. Pretty weird, isn't it? It is a bit. So just about ten, 10 years and like eight months or something like that between their two reigns. Well, they, I mean, I like Miz and Morrison as a tag team, to be fair. I mean, John Morrison's ridiculous in ring that he is. And Miz is great at almost everything. Um... I think it's brought a bit of new life into Miz. Yeah, and they they got really good chemistry together. Like you can tell they're having a good time. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm happy for them for, to be tag team champions, um, and I think they're a good foil for the Usos New Day rivalry at the moment because it takes the focus off of New Day versus Usos a little bit. Mm. At the same time, it could still kind of be there, and then there's the chance for Miz and Morrison to sort of swoop in and win, like they seem to be doing at the moment. Um, so I'm, ha- I'm I'm happy with that. Um, how do we how do we view the tag team situation in WWE? Much like the women's division situation, uh, where we're talking, you know, maybe they need to just have one division, one roster, or how do they build more people up? The SmackDown tag team division is much much stronger than the Raw tag team division, but how do we see the tag team division as a whole? It annoys me that rather than spending time building up some of the tag teams that they have or really creating new tag teams, they tend to just stick some guys together and then give them the titles. Yeah. It still doesn't make sense to me. I know obviously he's the leader of the group, but it still doesn't make sense to me as to why they gave Seth and Buddy the titles rather than AOP. Um, Because I'd be pissed if I was AOP. Yeah. But be a lot pissed if you were AP if you uh, had the news I saw today as well that Razor's injured torn his bicep yeah so isn't that the second time he's done that I'm not sure if it's the same injury but it's the second long term injury he's had since he joined and I mean the revival and missing in action I don't see any other option than them being off soon they have to leave don't they um, and I just don't get it because they got they have so many good tag teams mm-hmm. And then it just seems they go, yeah, like, you always hear that Vince has never been a fan of tag teams and tag team wrestling. But come on. Mm. When tag team wrestling is done right, there's not much better. Mm. When you've got multiple tag, because as good as tag team wrestling is, if you've only got two or three teams, then like, no one... Because I mean, back in the There's only so much you could do, right? Back in the say two, say two thousand, right? Not only did you have the Hardys, Edge and Christian, and the Dudley Boys, but you also had the New Age Outlaws, mm. and you also had APA, mm. and then you had Right to Censor as a group. Yeah. And there was just so much going on mm. at any given time. One of these, say, six teams could be tag team champions. 
just it's just but look at the great tag team start throughout the years yeah and they're, they're actual teams aren't they so you get decent reigns and uh, good moments out of throwing two big stars together into a tag team but you get longevity and real great tag team careers out of proper tag teams look at the, the Usos in the New Day um I think Heavy Machinery have got a great future. But aside from that, I mean, Hawkins and Ryder have always just sort of been thrown together. And I think if they weren't such geeks and marks for WWE, then there's no way they'd still be there. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't see them ever leaving to go to another company because they've got it easy there. And yeah. They're fucking nerds. <laughs> nerds. I mean, and, and then you've got... Um, you've got the OC. <laughs> you've got the OC who... Again, they're like a legitimate, really, really good tag team. Yeah. That over the last four years they've been there, they've just gone, yeah, nah. I feel like if they weren't part of the AJ Styles deal or Shinsuke yeah. Nakamura deal, then they wouldn't be there. Yeah. Um, and then there's obviously Viking Raiders, who I think have got so much, more, so much more to offer. But at the minute, kind of just treading water a little bit. Uh, they're in a this feud. The one team I think WWE have really done well with, um, new team anyway, is the Street, Street Profits. Profits. But even that was a bit of a struggle for them. They took a bit of time. They proper went off the boil over the last, what, four months uh, after a pretty and good I start. And I think they see a lot more in one of them than they do the other. Yeah, definitely Angelo Dawkins. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Well annoying. I hate it when he does that. <laughs> but, um, but you can see why. Montez Ford is brilliant i think the term people use correct me if i'm wrong is money (laughs) he is money he's money um yeah monty equals money i mean like i mean carmelo's got that gimmick so he can't have it more charisma in the ring out um he's got more charisma out of the two he's better in the ring out of the two he's insanely athletic he's younger as well isn't he yeah he's, he's younger he's got a better look yeah um both of them, to be fair, like they're current and topical, and just feels Relatable. fresh, and it doesn't feel forced necessarily. Yeah, they're not. They're not they don't feel like they're playing characters that are alien to them. And it's not like they've come in and won the title straight away. They had the kind of weird commentary gimmick yeah. for quite the a raw, few months, like narrators. Yeah, <laughs> for a good three to four months, really, yeah. you just didn't see them wrestle. Um, so yeah, the last couple of months, and I think. Seth Rollins has, could take a lot of credit for that, really. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, in terms of getting them over. Yeah. Because um, up until this feud with... Up until them getting involved in this storyline, yeah. they weren't necessarily seen as one of those popular teams, I don't think. No. They were just still a bit like, oh, who are these guys? These guys are cool, but then I don't know who they are. I can tell you which yeah, one's which. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's like Jim Ross with the Hardys. <laughs> yeah, never had that issue with the Dudleys. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, Street Profits have done really, really well. And, and to be fair to WWE, they've done a good job. Giving him the championships, I think, was the right decision. I think Mania might have been a cool moment, but I think you need to get to the Seth KO thing. Yeah, I wondered if maybe they were going to go for maybe AOP at Mania. Yeah. Um, with with them taking it off Seth and Buddy, mm. and Seth going towards presumably a KO match. Yeah. Um, who who else is the realistic contenders? Got, I mean, Viking Raiders and the OC. And there you go. 
I mean, good teams, brilliant teams, but how do you? And if, is that something? What that's do gonna, you do if you lose that's the something that's going to get you okay. off of the the hey. kickoff show? Um, I mean, it should do in terms of the quality of the people in the match, but in terms of the fan interest, it probably wouldn't because they've not built them exactly. So they shoot themselves in the foot with the way they put the Tatian division. Yeah. And just throwing two people together for the sake of it doesn't fix it. Do you think they're going to do some sort of Street Profits, we want the smoke invitational match at WrestleMania <laughs> or something? But I mean, like, when it's a, like, you can stick two people together and sometimes it works out really well. Sometimes you get a full-time tag team out of it, like the bar, yeah. and then became one of the best tag teams of the decade. Because yeah. um, they fully invested and went in for it. Yeah. Um, but if you just stick... Like, I don't know, compare it to say AEW's tag team division their champions at the moment are two people who are thrown together Yeah, but there's a clear story that they're going towards with this yeah. I don't know did you see um, Revolution Revolution I didn't see all of it I haven't seen that match um, mainly because it annoyed me that people were saying it's the best ever tag team match in the world ever um, and now I kind of refuse to watch it. <laughs> I mean, just because I kind of don't want them to be proven right. <laughs> I mean, definitely watch it. It was a really good match, but there was a moment. I'm going to spoil it for you. There's I've a, seen the end. There's a moment. Have you seen the moment after? The yeah, match? I've seen a bit after the match. So that that bit alone mm. is probably better storytelling from a tag team division than WWE have done in a long, long time. Mm. And, yeah, it's just, it's night and day. I know, obviously, the the, the um, Young Bucks are partially responsible for booking and they're a tag team, and it was one of their emphases. Yeah. Emphases, is that what? <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I would assume so. But, yeah, it's just, it's a problem that needs addressing, because it can be really good. I mean, is that storyline not essentially the DIY storyline? No. If Tagman Page turns on Omega... Yeah, but then is the DIY storyline not just like an Edge and Christian storyline or a Matt and Jeff Hardy storyline? Any tag team that's ever turned on each other. I guess it's different because they're champions and they haven't just failed to defend them or win them, a bit like DIYs was. It was like Chapel was saying, mm. I'm cutting you now because you're my weak link sort of thing. Um, yeah. I think Hamman Page's story has been my second favourite story of the year. What is the story with Hamman Page then? Because in my eyes, it seems like he big star everyone kind of expected him to be the first champion didn't happen became a tag team champion with Omega and now he's my turn an alcoholic so it was an alcoholic it was you're partially right in that yeah there was a big expectations he was booked to be the guy and then he couldn't win the big one he only had one chance and he announced he said to the guys in the elite look I just need to go solo through I need to do this on my own for a bit but he'd already had a match um, lined up with with his tag with Omega. They did all right, so they kept going, and then they got themselves a title shot. But this whole time, there's tension between him and especially the Young Bucks for him leaving the way and the way he acts. And um, like they come after the matches, they'll come down and help Kenny Omega up or whatever. And, and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing? He's my partner." Like all that kind of stuff. It's all just been like quite covert and subtle subtle um and it came to a head at revolution or just before revolution mm. and you should definitely watch the match 
match is, it's a really really good match I, I, I don't know if it's the best tag team match I've ever seen mm. it was really long mm. it was over half an hour um, but yeah don't you'd be missing out if you don't watch it yeah, fair enough. I'll just never get the time man. just don't get the time I haven't even watched Smackdown yeah but Smackdown's shit <laughs> <laughs> I mean you've not seen it either so you don't know if it is or not it's been consistent. It was shit. It's been a lot. Oh, okay, fine. There's Matt's word on it. It's been a lot worse than Raw over the last over, since the brand since split. It, yeah, since it went to fucking Friday night. Um, all right, moving back onto Elimination Chamber a little bit. Uh, we'll just rattle through some of the results. So, I mean, I didn't watch the pre-show because I got really confused uh, at the timings. Um, it started at like ten, which is not what it usually starts at. So when I actually started watching. I thought Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak was on the pre-show, and kind of, I kind of thought to myself, "Oh yeah, that actually kind of makes sense." But then I watched it, and I thought, "Well, that was fucking excellent." Yeah. I mean, balls out to it. I I did the exact same thing. Mm. I was getting ready for bed, and I was like, "Oh no, I'll just watch some of the kickoff before bed," mm. and I was midway through that match. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, fuck off if they put Daniel Bryan on the pre-show bef- the month before Mania. Yeah. Like, I know it's Drew Gulak and they've not particularly done much for him, but come on. Yeah. Um, and then I watched the US title match. I was like, this is a lot for, for <laughs> Elimination Chamber pre-show. Yeah. And then the Tag Team Elimination Chamber match. Well, I didn't. I went to bed at that point. Oh, right. So then I watched it at work the next day. I turned it on and the first thing that happened was Daniel Bryan's theme music. Yeah. I was like... Is he going to come out and do like a promo or something? But the crowd were reacting as if it was the first time he's hit. And then I skipped forward and Drew Gulak came out. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was so confused. I don't know why it was so confusing to us, but it's just because it started an hour earlier. Yeah. Know, it does. yeah. That must be to do with the uh, and Raw, yeah, it must be daylight savings. Yeah, because Raw did it this week as well. Yeah. Um, but Drew Gulak versus Daniel Bryan then. Um, this was a match that, well, as I say, I watched it. Um, before so on the on the actual night I watched it live um, as Drew Gulak was coming down to the ring so I caught the whole match and it was um, I watched it with no sound because I was watching it in bed whilst Frankie was trying to sleep and I didn't have my headphones I didn't want to go downstairs and get them so I just watched it on my phone in bed um, and it's really hard to watch wrestling with no sound but this match was really enjoyable with no sound I would go so far as to say... I Michael Cole. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go so far to say as I enjoyed this match more the first time than the second time. But that's probably because it was a you bit more of a, it was a bit more of a surprise. Um, so I've never really done that before. Watched a match one day and then watched it again next. So I must have really enjoyed it. And I definitely did. It's just completely different to anything you see on WWE at the moment. Yeah. yeah it was great. What did but you like about I it? I did make... It did make me cringe at a very... I don't know, maybe it's because it was quite technical. Yeah. And I sort of love that sort of style of wrestling. Yeah. And it just made me... It, going into it, I thought, this is going to be shit. And my expectations weren't very good. But coming out of it, I was like, fucking hell, well, these two can go. I mean, I know Daniel Bryan can go. Yeah. I but we, that... I don't think we've ever seen... That much from Drew Gulak? I think this was a perfect example of if you just let wrestlers wrestle, mm. especially really good wrestlers, just let them put on a good match, let them be out there for more than two minutes, yeah. and they'll get the crowd invested. 
And I think this match. And is Daniel Bryan should wear some tighter shorts. <laughs> because his balls are all over the place. I mean, I didn't see this, and I didn't. I only heard about. I mean, you look really confused. I've so, no yeah, idea what's going got on. no idea what's going on. But apparently, his balls came out. This is why you said balls out Twice. to them a minute ago. Yes, I thought that was just some kind of weird salute. <laughs> <laughs> Matt just teabagging people when he appreciates a match. I just thought, like, like rather than respect to them, it was just balls out to these two. What an odd thing to say. <laughs> No, it had meaning. I could tell by looking at your face yeah, afterwards that you just had no idea what we were talking about. No, well, I thought you both did, and I was like, well, that fucking fell. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently his balls came out. Twice. I've not seen them. I've, I've already watched a match twice. <laughs> I got a text saying, did you see the Daniel Bryan match? I was like, yeah. I thought it was really good. And they were like, did you see his balls come out? I was like, no, no I, did, I did it. I don't no, know. I did not see that. I don't know when it happened or when it was. You're too to... focused on thinking. Please I hope he's don't not dead. hurt your neck, yeah. please. <laughs> For the love of Christ. Um, yeah, no, I had literally no idea mm-hmm. that that was a thing. I've not even seen it on Twitter or anything. No, me neither. Well, I've, I've heard seen about everything. It. I've not seen it. Um, but yeah, the match I thought was excellent. For me, because it was so different, it was match of the night. But do you know what? I guarantee you will happen on SmackDown this Drew week. Drew Gulak versus Daniel Bryan. Drew Gulak won't be there. They'll well, do, it was, we've already... Yeah, okay. They'll do the same thing like when um, Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy had a really good match at pay-per-view mm. and then left them both off the next Raw. Yeah. Like, you're getting someone... You've managed to do so well in getting someone over or getting them some way towards getting over. Yeah. You need to capitalise on it. Yeah. I don't necessarily know where they go in this story, if there is anywhere for this story to go. Yeah. Um, but if if they have any intentions of making Drew Gulak a, a bigger star than he is, mm. they need to have him on SmackDown doing something. I think there's two. winning a match. Yeah, well, there's, I think there's two stories that they could tell, uh, both of which I would think were fine. I think one of them is that Daniel Bryan has grown a massive amount of respect for Drew Gulak, and maybe he oh, might ask. Just going to do a tag team. Might ask him to tag. Maybe the Stick second two people together. The second one, which would be my preference, is Drew Gulak comes out on SmackDown and is like enraged, saying that he knows that he can beat Dan O'Brien. He just made one mistake and he'll never make it again, and challenge him to a match. Then let him have a match. Maybe not on SmackDown. Maybe whenever make Drew Gulak come even closer to beating Daniel Bryan but have Daniel Bryan beat him. Let Gulak name the stip. Yeah. Put him in, in a submission. If you're ever going to put two people in a submission matches, these two. This is kind of where I was the getting to. The men of 6,000 holds. I think, six, I think submission match, Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak. I think, I mean, I would watch that. Yes, please. Winner faces Sami Zayn. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would, I would definitely watch that. Um, and I think you don't even have to put Drew Gulak over, but he would get over. Exactly. You don't have to win to get over. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what happened at Elimination Chamber. But it is a bit harsh. Not harsh. It's really difficult when SmackDown is so far after the pay-per-view that... There's no momentum. You kind of forget what happened by the time SmackDown rolls around, you know? Mm. So Drew Gulak... Had Drew Gulak, Drew Gulak been on Raw, Gulak, he could have come out on Monday and been a bit like... 
last night I made a mistake. War could be very reactionary. You can yeah. come out and be emotional about what happened the night before. But you've had down, almost five days have happened yeah. between then. So it would be unnatural, wouldn't it, to do that? It's like I've been stirring on this for five days. <laughs> yeah. But um, I just I think Drew Gulak versus Daniel Bryan I'd love to see again in a on a bigger stage, maybe one in Florida. NXT. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just, I mean, I'm talking about not on SmackDown. Do you know the Hall of on Thursday? Yeah, they move things around, don't they? It's Wednesday next to you, Saturday or Friday? Saturday, I think. So why go on what Friday? That? NXT, I think, is on Saturday or Friday? SmackDown was on Friday. Oh, yeah. Saturday, oh, I keep forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> Friday night, SmackDown. Um, but yeah, okay. Next up was Umberto Greer versus Andrade. Matt, you mentioned you've seen this match a million times. Did you enjoy it this time around? It was alright. I, I thought it was fine. I think you get this it with Umberto all... and Andrade. You just get good match. It's the kind of match where um, it needs to be early in the show. Mm. Um, and I mean, like we talk about with the first, the show's kind of being top heavy in terms of quality and the crowd um, engagement. That it might be partially because they put the generally the better matches at the start. That's not new though. They've done that for two decades almost. But mm, I don't know. It just seems like the the match quality decreases as the (laughs) as the show goes on, and whether that's sometimes down to just. Because we always we say how a crowd can make a match or a show. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. This match was, it was good. It was fine. It wasn't anything massively different to what we've seen from them already. Mm. Um, I just desperately want them to face other people now. Well, I mean, part of me feels like at Mania we're heading towards Fatal 4-Way. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know how you sow the seeds of dissension between maybe Angel Garza and Andrade. Probably Selena fits in there somewhere. Yeah, who's her favourite? Yeah, who she's spending more time with. Like I would imagine, she would she'd be sticking with Gaza as like her new toy, and then Andrade would get a bit like put out of place. But uh, but then you know, Ray and, and then Alex Black too. comes out of nowhere. Bosh. Yeah, that's the <laughs> yeah. match. That's the match that I want. Though I want Andrade and Alistair Black at Mania, but we're getting I kind of like where Alistair Black's heading at the moment, and it's not towards the US title. But where is he heading? Well. Probably towards Buddy Murphy <laughs> for WrestleMania, but um, you know he was—he's been in—he's he's involved in a segment and in a match with Seth Rollins on Raw. He was against AJ Styles on on a pay per view. He's working his way up to the Got top the of the car. The Undertaker, kind of. Yeah, exactly. He's working his way up to the top of the car. I think he doesn't need a US title to derail that. <laughs> no, I just don't. I just don't know if he. If he is necessarily working his way to the top of the card in terms of like, I, so who's the champ? So Brock Lesnar probably drew off the mania. Maybe you never know. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Brock Lesnar won that match. Is Alistair Black gonna challenge either one of them coming out of Mania? It could do. Could do, but is he gonna challenge Drew with Drew being the new top baby face? I think Seth would probably be or AJ challenge or AJ. But then Alistair Black's beaten AJ, so with an asterisk. 
We have an asterisk. But, I mean, AJ would have had asterisks if he'd won that match, so... There's no DQ. <laughs> well, exactly. So, that, was, that didn't do anything wrong. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, obviously, I'd like him to go towards the top of the card. I just don't know if that is where they are actually going with him. We'll see. I mean, who did um, Alistair Black drop the title to? It was Champa, wasn't it? NXT Championship. Yeah. Yeah. Did he beat Andrade for it? Yeah. Yeah. So we can't see that before. You could tell that story. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I would. You stole my wife. <laughs> Give me my wife back. You stole my title. You stole my wife. I <laughs> 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 just been here, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd love to see Andrade versus Alistair Black at WrestleMania. I just, I don't know if they need that match to happen right now. Maybe it should happen in a year's time when they're both towards the upper end of the car. Or give it to them pay per view after Mania where they can have more time because I assume Mania they'll. Be one of twenty six matches and mm-hmm. got lost in the shuffle. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then we had the tag team elimination chamber match, I believe, which we'll we'll skip over. We already talked about that one. Um, and then, right, let's talk about Braun Strowman, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Shinsuke Nakamura. I absolutely hated this whole thing in terms of the story that Braun is stupid enough to defend his title against three people. Uh, at least he didn't win. That's that's my only saving grace, and I'm kind of happy for Sami Zayn, but it doesn't do a lot for him. All he's going to do is get some no, no, no. at WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I assume so. Um, I didn't hate this. I don't. I don't mind this story. It's been quite a long-term story over the last two or three months, mm-hmm. um, which is long-term by WWE's yeah, standards yeah. nowadays. Um, I'm glad for Sami. I was glad to see him wrestle again. Yeah, that's true. Even if he had weird hair. Yeah, I do wish he guys there. Um, and I think if Braun was to have won, there's no obvious destination for Mania for him and with the way it stands at the moment. People were saying Seamus and Braun. Seamus going for the other one title he's never had. Yeah. But they've really fucked Seamus' return. Well, I mean, Could anyone give any less of a shit about someone? Because he's, he's barely over there. I've barely seen him, to be honest. Um, As he kicked Shorty G into next week, I've not seen either of them. And he beat Apollo Crews. Yeah, yeah. Um, Why is he only facing smaller people? That was, that was his thing, though. Like, that was, like, they gave him this return, they put him back to his old persona, and had his promos being, I don't like small people. Yeah. Like, he's so lazy, <laughs> so bad. Um, yeah, I mean, bro, Baron Corbin's available. He's been silent since. Uh, Super Showdown, isn't he? Maybe he's given some time off. Huh? Maybe he's been given some time off. Mm, I don't know if they do that before me, yeah. There's nothing for him. He's probably going to win the Battle Royal, isn't he? Probably cost Which they haven't announced Maybe yet. Maybe cost Roman Reigns against Goldberg. Oh, then we'll have Baron Corbin teaming with Goldberg. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, and also we'll have Bobby Lashley versus Rusev on the card. <laughs> Wherever Rusev is. At least Bobby Lashley's around. Where was Lana? That's what I wanted she's to know. She's filming a movie. She's oh, doing she, a film. She's filming with Bruce Willis. Why? Because they're both contracted to. <laughs> uh, fair enough. I can't imagine the sort of film that Bruce Willis and Lana would be in together. Porno? Really? <laughs> uh, hopefully not. I mean... No, hopefully not. <laughs> 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 Um, next up, Elimination Chamber then. So, <laughs> God's sake. 
Just Googled Lana Bruce Willish. <laughs> Bruce sci-fi action film. Willish. Cosmic Sin. Cosmic Sin. I'm guessing she's not going to talk very much, is it? I hope not. She'll probably just make up her lines. Well, she can stay out there for as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, right. AJ Styles vs. Alistair Black. We briefly touched on it. The Undertaker returned. Chokeslammed AJ Styles. Matt, you are sighing. You not excited for this? Oh no, no, I'm not. First, what do we make of the actual match itself? The black the match was good. Stars, right? I really enjoyed the match. Yeah, same. And then they fucked it up right at the end. Well, I mean, I thought this oh. was the only logical, the only logical finish to this match was what they gave us. So I was quite happy with the finish. I just, and I was glad that it didn't end on as about pinning AJ Styles after a choke slam, but he actually got up and did his finish. Yeah, I think um, the hell of a finish as well. Mm. Where he kicked his face off. <laughs> um, I thought it was a bit of a slow burner this match. Um, it felt like very much the first half. It was like it wasn't until as the black got the kendo stick out mm. or, or, or I can't remember who it was or if it was AJ. Where I was like, yeah, oh, yes, yeah, there's no DQ. Dumb, yeah. <laughs> I forgot because yeah. the first half was just entirely non that. Yeah. Um, and then the, I obviously thought there was going to be some Undertaker involvement. And the way that I pictured it going, which in hindsight probably would have been quite dangerous, was the table that was set up on the outside. Mm. I was seeing um, AJ going to the top for a move at some point not necessarily through the table just like into the ring then the lights go out yeah. come back on Undertaker's got him by the throat he chucks him to the floor through the table Yeah. then you've got to get him back in the ring and pin him and all that kind of stuff so it would have been kind of a little bit awkward um, the way they did it was probably about as much as they could have done mm-hmm. um, at least he bothered to take his jacket and hat off this time <laughs> yeah. maybe he never had a still give him a shit fucking joke man right yeah, I don't know if it's the way AJ... Like, I think AJ might try to kind of give an extra kick to maybe get some extra height, but it puts Undertaker off or something. I'm not sure. But it's just something not quite right about the way... Because it's a choke slam. It's yeah. not necessarily the hardest move to deliver as far as I would imagine. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think it's more on the taker. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I... It's a weird, weird one. Who's excited for this match at Mania? I'm not excited for the match, to be honest. I think... I'm excited for... Um, it's what we've been saying for I'm ex- for months and months, is yeah. that if Undertaker is going to have a match and needs to be against people who can, who he needs to match their level rather than your yeah, Goldbergs. Yeah. And Goldbergs. Kane, Triple H. Goldberg, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm excited for AJ to have this opportunity. I'm not excited to come... Five minutes into the match, where the Undertaker gives him a tombstone and pins him clean. One, two, three. Yeah, there's no story to it. There's nothing that excites me. Well, so they're trying to form one, aren't they? They're trying to bring a story out of one where there really isn't. Uh, I mean, AJ. Yeah, the story going into it was AJ calling, well, Carl Anderson calling AJ Mr. Wrestle, the new Mr. WrestleMania, and him running through a list of legends, saying, "I'm literally the best of all time." Yeah, including the Undertaker in that list. Yeah, I mean, that's a ridiculous claim, really, isn't it? When he's had, what, three WrestleManias? Four. Four WrestleManias, I think? Mm. 
Jericho, Shane. Um, Shinsuke. Shinsuke. And and last year. What did he do last year? Randy Orton. Randy Orton. Oh, yeah, he's won. That's uh, so a fairly big wins, to be fair. Um, he lost to Chris Jericho. And everyone was like, oh my god, they buried AJ Styles. No, and he only just even, started. He's not even undefeated. No. Oh, fuck him then. <laughs> Mr. WrestleMania. Fuck him. Um, but he's a Two times five minutes in, botched up. To be fair, Shawn Michaels barely ever won at WrestleMania either. Triple H's got the worst WrestleMania record of all time, I think. Yeah, it's true. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just. They're trying to make a story out of it. I can see why they're doing it. It's a marquee match. I just. I just don't want The Undertaker to wrestle. What did we make of AJ's promo on Raw? Because, I'll be honest... It was kind of weird. I didn't mind the content. I kind of liked the direction. It just felt like the wrong was coming from the wrong person. What do you mean? If that was a kind of... If that had come from Triple H... John Cena, someone who's been around Undertaker for years and years yeah. and knows all of these kind of details, then I could get that a bit more. Mm. But AJ and Undertaker don't have any history together. Yeah. AJ and Michelle McCall were never in the same Promotion, company at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Um, it just it felt a bit felt a bit odd. It's just oh. like he's done some research on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. His real name's Mark Calloway. And his like, wife is Michelle McCool. <laughs> like, you could have had someone like a, a Triple H if they did that promo being like, look, I've known him for 25 years. Mm. I've known him as The Undertaker, but I know the real person. I know Mark Calloway. Like, you could have it different, I, f- I think, for, for those kind of guys. But, yeah, with it in this instance, like, the, the promo and the delivery and all that kind of stuff is fine. Yeah. And it does add some intrigue. It was just a bit weird. And when was the last time you've seen Undertaker do a contract signing? I know. Brock Lesnar? I don't even... Did he do one then? Yeah, because he stabbed Lesnar in the hand with a pen and signed in Lesnar's blood. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Who would have thought going into this WrestleMania we'd have Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, John Cena, and The Undertaker, and all in probably the final four matches of the night. Well, and yeah, and, and Edge. Edge, yeah. <laughs> Especially Edge. Um, somehow, yeah, I'm not three disappointed more about that. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't think anyone is. Um, you know what? Not disappointed. Uh, about, yeah. If they're not bothered, I was like, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> hold up. Um, hold up. Anything else from the Elimination Chamber? What, have I missed a match out? Probably, but... I mean, if you have, I'm not bothered by it. I mean, the uh, Viking Raiders and Zack Ryder and Hawkins on the kickoff. Kickoff show. Fodder. Um, Elimination Chamber, let me just look it up quickly. We had the women's one, we had the tag team one, we had Brian Gulak, Alberto Andrade, Black versus Styles, and the Intercontinental Championship. I think that was it. Street Profits and Seth Rollins and Murphy. Oh, yeah. This one. This was a really good match. And I liked <laughs> so it. good that you had no idea that it happened. And it was good. And I liked the ending with KO, and obviously that fed into Raw. Uh, you know my favourite part about that ending was? The way he pointed towards him as Seth Rollins was getting run over. <laughs> no. The woman in the crowd that when Kevin Owens was walking through, she was like, Boo! Go away! You don't deserve to be here! <laughs> and then when Seth gets completely wiped out, she's like, No, Seth, are you okay? Fucking Mark. <laughs> <I know. laughs> um, 
Oh, funny. don't. There were so many marks at uh, NXT UK. Was oh, it? my God. Uh, you've been tr- on your travels up to Coventry, haven't you, Matt? I did, and it was very good, actually. Was it, was it two tapings or one? Two, I think. Yeah, one, one on each night. No, so I think there was two, there was two, more than one on our night. Oh, okay. All right. Did you move seats? No, why? Because oh, it seemed like your photos were taken from very different places. Oh, we wandered round in the first bit. All right. Like, when I'm on my own and there's nobody else in the arena, I will, we were wandering around. Oh, right, okay. Fair enough. Did you enjoy it, though? Was it good? Yeah, really good, actually. That's what Finn Balor was there, wasn't he? Finn Balor was there. Water was there. Spoiler alert. Um, Tony Storm was there. Good stuff. Pile of eight was there. There was a battle royal. Um, Trent Seven there. Yes. Fair enough. Nice guy. Nice guy. Anyway, back to the next <laughs> Uh, the Raw Tag Team Championship match was really good. Fought the right winners. Built Kevin versus Seth. Kevin? KO versus Seth. For uh, presumably Kevin. WrestleMania. What would it be KO versus Seth and not, and not Kevin versus Seth or KO versus SR? Because we don't call him Kevin. We call him KO. I've called him Kevin. Nobody just refers to him as Kevin. I'm sure his wife does. Kevin! Um, that was my home alone impression, but... <laughs> But I liked it for the right winners and it was done well. So, good job, WWE. Elimination Chamber. Ranking, rating, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle, out of five, out of ten, stars. What were you thinking? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Um, Six and a half. I don't know, yeah, I think six and a half. First half, 7.5, maybe. Yeah, second half, 5.5. Yeah, roughly. Yeah. Uh, How much I'm looking forward to WrestleMania? Probably about a two at the minute. <laughs> I mean, it's still WrestleMania. I'd feel that way if I didn't get to watch it. <laughs> well, I'm going to get to watch it just the next day. Oh, I couldn't imagine that with Mania. No, I mean, I haven't done that for a long time. No, I can't remember the last time I didn't watch it live. I think 2029? 30. 30, I think I didn't watch live ever since then. 30, I definitely watched live. Yeah, 30 I'll watch live. I think 29 I didn't watch live. I don't think I would watch 29 until like... 29 I was there. (laughs) (laughs) Poor you. Um, It was alright. Well, it was okay. I remember watching 30 with my mate Ryan who only watched wrestling during like the early 2000s. And... Um, I came to watch it this time. He'll really enjoy it. <laughs> It'll <laughs> be the there. same people. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had to explain, like during the day, um, building up to it. I was trying to explain the whole like the story of the Shield and who these guys are and the story of Daniel Bryan and all that kind of stuff. And he was just like, "Oh yeah, sounds good." <laughs> <laughs> like you don't understand. They're really cool. You don't get it. I'm not gonna get. WrestleMania day, am I going to get a video from you, Ali, doing the WrestleMania song? <laughs> WrestleMania! Uh, I can't remember what Mania that was for. I think it was 32. But I was excited for that one. That was fun. Biggest WrestleMania ever. Yeah. Um... Speaking of is this year's going to happen? Well, this is the this is the question. Is it going to happen? Because I hope not. To be fair, Matt might spread coronavirus around everyone 
They might have already infected all the people at NXT UK. Yeah. They might come oh, back to the yeah. US and spread it around the locker room. Even the wrestlers might not be over wrestle, let alone the fans. Yeah, because what happens if, say, Brock Lesnar, Drew McIntyre has to self isolate? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be wrestling a little in a mask. Wrestling. I reckon. Taking they a sh- break to wash his hands after through the match. I reckon they should all wrestle in. Um, Zorbs. Have them at two. <laughs> in Zorbs. I'm just trying to do like... Imagine uh, Zorb wrestling. <laughs> shoot and start pressing a Zorb, landing on someone in a Zorb, and how far you'd bounce, that'd be fun. You wouldn't get hurt. Although I know someone who broke their leg in a Zorb. It'd make Brock Lesnar matches more interesting. <laughs> broke their leg in a Zorb? Yeah, in playing Zorb football. Did they, so they had their legs out? Yeah. yeah, so the legs weren't in the Zorb. Well, I guess so I was going to say, you literally wrapped up in about 10 feet of bubble wrap. I guess so. But your legs aren't, aren't carrying the disease, let's face it. I mean, they might. If you cough on your shin. You sweat, didn't you? I don't sweat. think it's in sweat. I, I don't know, is it airborne? Or... Nobody knows. This is a fucking problem. Nobody knows what's going on. My question is, what do you do if you think you've got it? Well, I had this discussion at work yesterday. Because um, their advice you is... You one, one, one. What I want. Yeah, the advice is ring ring the number, get the advice from the doctors, which or from them, which tends to be self-isolated, yeah, stay, stay hydrated, part. all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, because they're saying don't come into the doctor's surgeries or whatever, but how do you have to go... Like, if you how want confirmation, it, yeah. do you have to go to the hospital? They, are, they have... If, they, if you think you've got it, and after the 14 days you still think you have it, you are then told to go to the hospital, and they have... Special isolation pods. There you go. That's what that's benefits of working with uh, talking with someone from the NHS. You still have to go straight to like main like reception areas. Where no, no, no. Or... So when you ring up, when you ring the one hundred and one again, and say you think you've got it, they will be expecting you, and they will you'll be meted that uh, meted. You'll be met by someone at the front in a hazmat suit, and they will take you to an isolation pod. Wow. Someone I know um, is part of kind of like a management team in the gynecology uh, section. And each um, like ward and department and stuff has to have some kind of corona, uh, corona nominee, essentially. As like, um, you must people, get coronavirus. <laughs> no, as in people to, to help if anyone, if anyone does. So they have a hazmat suit and... Everyone else in her team, or most people in her team, are too big to fit in the suit. So she's been basically forced to take on this role. Oh, no. Even though she's, like, their manager. That's bad. She's a lot of fat women in her team. You'd start eating. So just buy you? a bigger suit. you just start eating lots. Mm. Yeah, that's bad. That's really bad. I know, it's really, <laughs> like, it's just, it just really haphazard. It's weird. Um... But yeah, so if anybody listening thinks they've got coronavirus, take Matt's advice. Don't go to your GP. Call up. Non-emergencies, obviously. And then they'll give you the advice. And hopefully you don't have it. So what... How, how can we like pick... Public service oh, yeah. got all the power. <laughs> um, for all two people listening. Yeah. Um, what do we think would happen to Mania if it gets cancelled? I really don't know. I assume they would postpone until maybe the summer. Um, One thought I had earlier was maybe combine it with Survivor Series, say. Um, But in terms of what if it's 
massively worse by then. I mean, indefinitely cancel everything. Yeah, literally everything. Shut the world down. Well, I'm hoping that April 26th, we're all all right. Because I'm going to the North London Derby, so... You probably don't want to go to that, to be fair. I would much rather die of coronavirus than watch us play another game. (laughs) Well, I'm going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm keeping up my tradition. I like going to the uh, North London Derby. Has it ever gone that well? <laughs> what the North London Derby? When you've been there, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Won it two years ago or something? I think. Did Wembley. we? We beat him one 0 at Wembley. I think. Mm. We beat him one all at Wembley. One all. We went out with, with them at Wembley. Um, we, were, we were there. We have gone off topic, mm. to say the least. I don't know what happened to WrestleMania. I don't know what Vince would be thinking at this moment in time. He's probably he's thinking... definitely selling masks. WrestleMania's masks, hundred percent. That's really cool. He's definitely selling WrestleMania masks. Fifty dollars. Yeah, and everyone will have them. It's. I mean, fuck it. I'll buy one. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like it's unprecedented, really. I've never once considered the possibility of Mania getting cancelled. I've no, considered no. the possibility of it raining during an outdoor Mania and how fucking freezing. How like do they? Was. How do they do? Like handle that? Do they hand out free ponchos? Just, yeah, like, there's electrical shit outside. Like I don't know. Um, obviously, they they would they will have plans for that. Yeah, um, you know, put a show on in April in New York and. Yeah. Not just assume it's not going to rain. But yeah, I've never once thought, imagine if WrestleMania gets cancelled. I know. No. no. What do they do with the stories? Do they carry them on or do they just shelve them? Yeah. And I mean, uh, thousands of people have spent thousands of pounds each on this. Um, It's true. And there's only so much. I guarantee the hotels won't give you the money back. Yeah, there's only so much you can refund. Like you maybe refund the tickets, mm-hmm. but there's flights, there's hotels, Airbnbs, etc. That there it's are, down the drain. Um, with, with the right level of travel insurance, everything should be covered. So my second public service announcement of the episode this week will be when you go on holiday, if you go to an event or whatever on holiday, make sure you've got travel insurance. It and don't do what I did. Yeah, the airport. <laughs> about an hour before you're about to fly. <laughs> did you did you did it on your phone, didn't we? We did that while we were having yep. breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be Matt on this in this example. <laughs> get travel insurance. Get it from the day you book the flights because it will cover you from then. Hmm. Announcement over. All of the advice this week. All of the advice. None of it wrestling related. Well, my advice was go watch the tag team match from AEW. Well done. Oh, I guess we've all brought a little something to the podcast this week. Well, it's mean, only taken 94 episodes. <laughs> uh, right, are we, are we done? I'm done. You got anything else, Lance? Um, not really, just stay safe out there, yo. It's, it's a dog-eat-dog world out there. But don't eat dogs. I mean, I might not be here next week because I might have coronavirus, but... Well, I mean, you still well, be, yeah, no, you can still talk on the phone. <laughs> Through the... I mean, I've um, I've read a thing about a corona sufferer, actually. In, he's a British guy, one, the first British person to get it whilst in China. 
Um, and he said that there's three stages of the coronavirus, depending on how severe you get it, obviously, and how bad your symptoms are. So it was like death, he said, didn't it? Well, it's, he says it's, um, you get a cold, and then you feel better for a bit, and then you get the flu. But it's not the flu, it's like the worst flu. And then you feel better for a bit, and you think you're fine, and then you get pneumonia. Um, and then eventually you come through the back end of that, hopefully. Yeah, well, I've seen scans. Wow, well, I've lungs. got a cold. Thanks for that. <laughs> so, Matt, Stage prepare one. for the flu, uh, and then prepare for pneumonia. It's literally, three stages of hell. Yeah, it, it is a three stages of hell match. Yeah, as I've seen scans of the lungs of some people who have it, mm. and you compare them to the lungs of a flu sufferer, mm. and it looks pretty bad. Mm. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, stay safe out there, folks. And um, if, if you I are self-isolating or quarant or quarantining, um, go back through the ninety-four episodes of the Prequels Wrestling Podcast. I'm sure you'll have a load of fun. And been meaning to say this for a long time. Leave us a five-star review on that on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, fuck it, do that. It really helps us out with sponsors. Hey, <laughs> all of the sponsors that we've got. All of the we've sponsors. been sponsored this week by the NHS. <laughs> we are sponsored by the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> how well that goes down well, I think it's pretty contagious I think we've had enough today. <laughs> we've had enough uh, thanks for listening folks and I mean next week what's next week it's just Smackdown and Raw isn't it nothing special no I mean NXT yeah. this week's from Full Sail for some reason yeah it's not Full Sail from the performance yeah. two title matches as well but yeah so hopefully um, we'll have something to talk about next week <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe Raw and SmackDown won't even go ahead. Maybe we might have had a decision on the WrestleMania situation, to be fair. So um, Maybe. But thank you for listening. Remember to follow us on the socials at the underscore PWP. Um, and remember to stay safe. It's a tough world right now. Wash your hands. Fine. Go wash Filthy your hands. animals. Twice for 20 seconds. Happy birthday. Twice. All right, uh, thanks for listening, and we will see you, maybe, hopefully, if we're all still here, next week.